Hello, and welcome to the Sacrifice of Praise podcast, where we discuss what it means to praise God even when it's difficult. My name is Tori. And my name is Mary. And we are your hosts. Come chat about faith and life with your new sisters in Christ and enjoy learning and growing alongside us. We are so glad you're here. Welcome to Sacrifice of Praise podcast. This is Mary, and I am flying solo today. Tori is not with me today, um, but we wanted to get this episode up because it's an important one and obviously goes with the season that we're in. So today I'm going to kind of just chat through holiday traditions. So we will kind of break this up in a few different ways. I'm going to start with the submissions. So we asked on our Instagram for people to submit their favorite holiday traditions. And so we have some really awesome ones. And I wanted to go through those and share what other people do. And then I kind of broke it down into different categories. So we'll talk Advent. We'll talk Feast of St. Nicholas. We'll talk Feast of St. Lucy, Christmas, and the Epiphany. So that is kind of the breakdown. I'm going to go ahead and start with my current favorite because we always do that and I didn't want to skip out just because I was flying solo. So my current favorite, I would say, goes pretty well with this theme and it is the Martha and Mary nativity set. So this is the Martha and Mary kids line and my mom gifted this to me a few years ago actually Um, it's a wooden set and I think there's multiple different like kind of bundles that you can buy. So I think you can just buy like the, the manger, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. Um, and then I think you can buy like the wise men and the animals and the shepherds and all of the different things, the angels, all of that. I'm not exactly sure how it's broken down, but we've got the whole deal here at my house and, I just put it out as I put all my Christmas decor out and I'm so excited because I put it low um, so that Bloom could play with it and she's already loving it so much. She loves to play with like little things. So this is obviously perfect. They're just little wooden animals and people. Um, And so it's really special to see her playing with that, even though she's, you know, eight months old. Um, But yeah, I have been really loving that. So that's my current favorite. Okay, so now we're going to kind of dive in. We're going to talk traditions. Also, if you are listening with your kids around, um, maybe this is kind of just like a little note that we will be talking Santa and St. Nick and all of those things. So just maybe save this for a little bit later. Uh, Okay, so traditions. I think it's important to choose traditions that are life-giving. I want to start with that. I just want to say that traditions don't have to be done just to have cool traditions. I think it's so important to choose traditions that are life-giving, that purify and gladden your heart, that instill joy around Jesus's birth. Um, And I also think it's really important to remember that you actually don't have to do traditions every year. I know that's kind of the point of like a tradition is to do them often, but maybe, you know, certain traditions you're doing every 
few years, or you are slightly altering your traditions based on whatever your family needs at that specific time or that year, the age of your children, or if you don't have children, maybe for you and your spouse or you as a single person. Um, like I said, I think just being very thoughtful about your traditions and what you want to instill in either yourself or your family with these, these traditions, I think is so important. So I wanted to start with that. Okay, so now we're going to dive into the submissions. So we basically asked people to tell us, like, what is your favorite Advent or Christmas holiday tradition that you do? So first to start off, um, we had a number of people submit different things. So we'll I'm just going to, like, go through them quickly. So the first one says, we put up the Christmas decor right after Halloween so we get to enjoy the cozy season longer which I love. I think this is such a good question. I wish that Tori was here to talk through this with me, but I'd love to know when you guys put your decor up. I am a very much, I always put my Christmas decor up the day after Thanksgiving. This year we had family here, so I did not do it the day after, but I did two days after. So I'm always like the day after I am ready to go, have my Christmas music blaring, and I'm like in in the spirit. So that is my situation, but I love, I do not shame anyone who puts their Christmas decor up after Halloween. I love it. Okay. So the next one is going to midnight mass. My mom makes a fresh tea ring in the morning and then lunch is personal Cornish hens, which, wow, that is awesome and intense too. Like how much work is that to you know, everyone gets their own little personal Cornish hen. I love it. Um, I'd be curious to know what, what mass do you guys go to? What, what kind of your tradition is with that? I have never been a midnight mass girl. Um, I always went, we usually did go the evening before Christmas, but it wasn't a midnight mass typically that I went to. And sometimes I guess we did go in the morning on Christmas. We, we didn't really have a tradition there. We kind of just went to whatever. Okay, the next one was submitted by my mom, <laughs> and she said, singing Christmas songs from Josh Groban's CD with Mary Rose on the way to grandma's house. I actually have a very vivid memory of this as well. Josh Groban's CD, um, his Christmas album is so incredible. He just has a beautiful voice and sings some really incredible um, Christmas songs on that on that CD, so if you're interested in a good Christmas album, that is a really good one. Okay, next submission is St. Nick brings each child chocolate coins, a candy cane, an ornament, plus a shared religious book, which I love that. We'll get into like the whole St. Nick thing here in a little bit too. Next one says, we come back and decorate our home after mass on the first Sunday of Advent. Oh, that's awesome. That's another little like way or I guess day that you could choose to decorate your home. That's pretty cool. The next one says, of course, putting baby Jesus in his manger on Christmas Eve. I love this. I feel like this is a pretty common one. Um, the next one actually was submitted by my mother-in-law and she said, when the kids were little, we used to do a procession in the house and sing a couple of Christmas songs like Silent Night, and then we would bring Jesus to the manger. And like each kid would have a different, like 
each year it would be a different kid that would get to put the baby Jesus in the manger, which I think is so special and really cool um, that you get to kind of wait, anxiously await and make it such a beautiful big deal. Okay, the next one is sit by the lights of the Christmas tree each morning while it's dark and everyone is still asleep and pray or read my Advent devotional, which is just beautiful. I There is something so just like soul warming about a Christmas tree and the lights and just what it does to your home. It's just so beautiful. So I love that. And the last submission is said, my family has nine grandkids, almost 10, all under, oh, sorry, all five years and under. Each year we go to my parents a week before Christmas for a casual dinner and Santa surprises the kids and does a check-in. We read a book and each child gets a small gift. Each child gets a small gift, which is so, that's just, I love that. And obviously like you're kids are going to remember that forever growing up. And that's just so special that they all get to celebrate with their cousins and their grandparents. It's such a joy. So I love that. So those were a couple of the submissions that we got. And now I wanted to kind of dive into each of the different, like, I don't know, categories, if you will, of the holidays. And this isn't everything. I mean, there are so many things that you can do during this season. And I'm sure that there are so many more even holidays. And I know many people that celebrate every single feast during Advent um, in a different way. Some people celebrate every single day in a different way. So there's lots of different things that you can do, but I just kind of broke it out into a couple main groups. And I'm just going to talk about like some ideas that may be traditions that you want to incorporate into your family or um, just kind of maybe spark some ideas. So I thought this would be kind of fun. Okay, so I'm going to start with Advent because Advent is the season leading up to the birth of Jesus. So Advent starts um, on this year. It's November 27th, which is actually when I'm recording this, um, which is so special. So we we celebrate the four Sundays um, of Advent. And Advent, the word, means coming and is a time to prepare for the celebration of the birth of Jesus. So, okay, here's a couple different things. I also kind of searched around like my, the Blessed Is She group and Google um, lots of different places to find just kind of the, the different ideas that I'm about to share. Okay, so first is the Advent wreath. The first purple candle symbolizes hope. The second one symbolizes peace. The the third candle, which is the pink candle, symbolizes joy. And the final candle, which is called the angel's candle, that symbolizes love. Um, Okay, so another thing that you can kind of do through Advent is a lot of people do Bible studies, Advent devotionals, all of that during this season, really to prepare your heart and your mind for Jesus's birth and Jesus's coming. So a couple different things you could do there. I know like Word on Fire has some really awesome Advent devotionals. You could also do like family ones. I know Be a Heart has a couple. You could also find some through Ave Maria Press or the Sophia Institute. 
Um, and then as far as Bible studies, I mean, any of the gospels, but especially I would say Luke, Luke has, I believe 24 chapters. Um, and so it's perfect to do during December, during the Advent season, because you could do kind of one chapter a day, which, you know, obviously is perfect. Um, so that's another option. And Luke of course includes the um, birth of Jesus in his gospel. So that's another option. Okay. Another thing to go along with the Advent wreath. I saw that someone posted this on the blessed is she page, but on Sundays they eat their dinner by the Advent wreath candlelight, which I love that idea. So the first Sunday it's pretty dim, <laughs> they said, and pretty dark. But then as you get closer to Christmas, it allows, you know, the light to get brighter and brighter. And you know that Jesus is coming. The light is coming. The joy is coming, which I love that idea. I think that's so special to eat with your family by candlelight and just really, I don't know, just kind of set your hearts right for, for the week. Okay. The next thing I actually saw this on Instagram the other day. I'd never heard of it. I'm sure you moms probably maybe have heard of this but it's called Mary on the Mantle. And this is essentially a nod to Elf on the Shelf, but obviously a little more reason for the season vibes. Um, this Mary on the Mantle is from the company Be a Heart, I believe. And every night Mary moves around the house preparing and nesting for her baby Jesus. And she actually delivers a small act of kindness that the children can perform each day, which I love. The idea is basically to prepare your hearts, um, their children's hearts for Jesus by spreading his love to others. So I thought that was really cool and probably something that I will want to do in the future. I also saw that the, the Mary doll is so precious. She's this beautiful little doll and she has the most beautiful little baby bump. It's so cute. So um, Mary on the mantle is another thing that you could do with your family. And then um, the last thing as far as Advent goes that I wanted to talk about was the Jesse tree. So I'm sure maybe you've heard of a Jesse tree or maybe you haven't, but this is basically a Jesse tree is kind of like Jesus's family tree. So it's kind of a way of journeying through Advent by going through different stories within Jesus's family tree and kind of talking through his ancestry. These you can either make or you can purchase one. There's a lot of a lot of different tips and tricks on Pinterest on making your own. And then also if you're part of the Blessed Is She, a Blessed Is She, you know, Facebook group or something, there's a lot of tips there too. If you just search Jesse Tree, you can also just Google it. I'm sure there's plenty of like blogs and stuff. Okay, so next we're gonna talk Feast of Saint Nicholas. So to be clear, I think you should do whatever is right for your family on St. Nick versus Santa versus both versus neither. Um, so, you know, that is whatever you think is best. Um, but I just kind of wanted to go a little bit into the history and just kind of share the tradition of St. Nick. So Santa Claus technically is German for St. Nicholas. So Santa is St. Nick. They're one and the same. And of course, St. Nick was actually a real human, a real saint that we honor and ask for intercession. Um, so we celebrate St. Nick on December 6th, his feast day. If you um, are waiting for St. Nicholas to, to 
leave gifts, you would put your shoes out or your stockings out on December 5th. So I won't give you the full history lesson, but basically he was just a kind old man who was part of a great reformation in Christianity. And then after that, um, he would distribute sweets and presents to the children. And typically what he would um, distribute were like chocolate coins or oranges and sometimes candy canes in the shape of like a bishop's staff. Um, So that is what we still do. If you celebrate St. Nicholas, you can put out your shoes on December 5th and St. Nick usually brings, you know, chocolate coins or oranges or candy canes or a book or, you know, anything that um, you want. And of course I recommend something that, you know, ties into the reason for the season, but that's kind of the whole St. Nicholas thing. And I think it's so special to celebrate him on his feast day, but you can also celebrate him um, on Christmas as well. So that's another option too. Okay. I also want to talk about the feast of St. Lucy, because I know that a lot of people love celebrating her during the Christmas season. And of course her feast day is December 13th. So it's right in the middle of Advent and she basically St. Lucy, I'll give you a little, the little spiel on her. So she was an incredibly devoted, um, woman of God. She devoted her entire life to God, but her mom, um, actually had arranged a marriage for her. She wanted, she wanted this life for her. She wanted a, a, a quote unquote, better life for her. And, um, Lucy had already devoted her life to God. So she really struggled with this. And then on top of that, Lucy's mother actually suffered from a bleeding disorder. And because of this, her mother traveled to a shrine um, of St. Agatha for healing. And while she was away, St. Agatha actually appeared to Lucy in a dream and said that her mother would be healed because of Lucy's great, great faith. And which is just incredible. And then, of course, she was. Um, her mom was healed. And Lucy came from a very wealthy family. And after all of this, she basically wanted to give all her wealth away um, for essentially for God. And her fiance heard about this and was not happy about it. He turned her into the Roman Empire and she was killed because of her faith. She lost her eyesight in the process of being killed. And that is the reason she is the patron saint of the blind. And um, I I pulled this from a website, but basically it said she is particularly venerated as part of Scandinavian Christian custom. Young girls dress in a white gown and wear wreaths of lights during celebrations in the darkest days of winter. Indeed, the fact that St. Lucy's Feast Day is celebrated as a festival of light seems appropriate for a woman who believed she was bearing the light of Christianity in a world that punished her for it, which I just think is so beautiful. So yes, she is the patron saint of light as well. And, um, it's also common to make like buns or cinnamon rolls on her feast day because she would, when she was little, she would wake up early and make rolls for her family and bring them to them in bed, which I think is also just precious. So that's the feast of St. Lucy celebrated on December 13th and another just great way to celebrate, um, one of God's greatest.
Okay, the next little category, I don't honestly have a ton for the day of Christmas. Of course, um, Christmas is all about Jesus's birth and the priority is to celebrate within the mass and to receive his body and blood in the Eucharist. But um, a couple other things that I read online that I just thought were fun or different traditions that you could maybe instill in your family. The first one is um, reading Jesus's birth story as a family, which I think, you know, obviously is so important and definitely, I mean, not even really a tradition. It's just like, I almost think of it as like a non-negotiable, like that's just what we're celebrating that day. And so I think that's really important. Another thing is, which I thought this was so cute, a birthday cake. We make a birthday cake for Jesus and, and have that as a family. I think that's a really fun tradition. As far as gifts go, I saw this a couple times and really loved it. You basically each get just three gifts. So everyone just receives three gifts, just as Jesus received three gifts on his birthday. And I loved that. Um, I saw a couple of people say like, it can be something you want, something you need, and something to share. It can be um, something you want, something you need, something to wear. You know, you can kind of do it however you'd like. Um, I've also seen if you do four gifts, something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read, which I think is really beautiful as well. Another kind of way to just remind yourself that Christmas is not about the material things at all. And it both instills that in the children receiving the gifts or the family members receiving the gifts and the person that's giving the gifts that it's not all about, you know, a million gifts. It's just about celebrating Jesus. So those were the couple Christmas things that I came across. And then finally, I just wanted to talk a little bit through the epiphany. So the epiphany is celebrated on January 6th. It is the feast of when the Magi came to visit Jesus. So the feast day is associated with, okay, I, I pulled this from a website, so I'm going to just read this. The feast day is associated with three events in the life of Christ when his divinity shines through his humanity. The adoration of the Magi, the baptism of Christ in the Jordan, and the first miracle at the wedding feast of Cana. The latter two of these were designated as luminous mysteries of the rosary by Saint, by Pope St. John Paul II in 2002. In these mysteries of light, we meditate on the revelation of Jesus as the divine son of the father. Okay, and so that's kind of um, the epiphany in a nutshell. And a couple of things that you can do to celebrate the epiphany. The most common thing I saw as I was doing research by far is that you take chalk and um, typically you would bless the chalk. So it would be like a priest would bless it. You could bring it to mass and they could bless it. Um, and you basically use the chalk to write the year. So you'd write the year and then you'd also write the initials of the three magi within the year. So as an example, you would write two zero and then C M B two two. So 2022 CMB. Sorry, I did not say the exact names of the magi. But that is by far the most common um, tradition on the epiphany that I saw online. 
So those are kind of all the traditions that I have written down. I am so thankful that you submitted um, submissions for this because there were some really good traditions there and it's fun to hear what other people do and it gives you ideas for your family and things to do in the future. So um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this short little episode. It was so fun to, you know, just sit down and chat through traditions. I'm so excited to celebrate this season, this first season with my daughter. I think it's going to be so beautiful. Um, we always put out our advent wreath every year and we've never lit, we've never lit a single candle. Um, and so this year I told Bobby, I'm like, we have to light the candles. So we will be doing that this year. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this. I am praying for all of you this, um, advent and Christmas season. And I hope that God just, uh, you know, touches each of your family with the birth of his son, Jesus in a very special way this year. So I will go ahead and end us in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for the gift of his heart, for the gift of his example, for sending him as a human, so that we may look to him in all our human struggles and weaknesses. We see how perfect you worked through him. We thank you for that. We pray that the Holy Spirit would just be ever present in our homes and our lives during this season, that we would grow closer to you, and that we would celebrate safely and joyfully the birth of your son. We thank you so much for all the blessings in our life. We praise you. We love you and we thank you. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a friendly review. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Sacrifice of Praise Podcast and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, know that we are praying for you. Bye. Bye.